Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 93, Episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. Fuck it's Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack, a production of iHeartRadio Brian. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Kissed by the Tuscan sun. If you have not, you simply must. Kissed by the Tuscan sun. It may live sweeter. Okay, thank you for that Hall & Oates-inspired, a.k.a. Christy Yamaguchi, man. It reminds me of being in the hills of Tuscany. The geometric or geic... Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I forgot where I was. Um, yeah, shout out to you because I was saying hit me with the Hano AKs, and you did. Uh, still waiting for a few more fire ones based on I can't go for that. Submissions mm. are still open. I didn't even realize that's what it was. It had a little chili peppers vibe to it. Oh, you uh, thought I was doing Kitas? Yeah, you had a little <laughs> Kitas vibe to you. I'm trying to think of how I would have done. Okay, well I'll I'll think about that. Uh, yeah, just wanted to give you a little something, just a note. Yeah, thank a you. Note, a note on your performance. I'm write that down. Uh, <laughs> um, my AK was courtesy Snow's of Zach Van Nuss, and we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Laura Chin. Hi. What's up? This is exciting. It's exciting to have you here. Yeah. Have you been? Really good. Even though we're meeting for the first time, but how have how you been? How have you been? I mean, yeah. I've seen photos of you on Instagram, so I feel like I've known you for a while. Right, and so I've seen photos of you, in. yes, yeah. and I was like, oh, I never met her. Yeah. I would, And here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super good. I'm yeah? Just, you know, it's uh, Monday, Sunday, Tuesday. Got Tuesday, it. Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Saturday, happy days. Uh, I'm really good. Yeah? Yeah. You are the writer and star of Florida Girls. Yes, uh, yes. Which is a show that is... In the process of airing its first season, how has that experience been for you? It's fantastic. You know, we're on a network called Pop TV, and they're a newer network. They're like three years old or four years old. Um, and they have a show called Shit's Creek that has really like yeah. broke through and um, touched people's hearts and funny bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wonderful. <laughs> um, so, but because we're on a newer network, it, this whole process of like airing and it's cable, and I had very, I wasn't, my expectations were like, not negative, but I was just like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Sure, sure. Right. Um, it's this new like frontier of television where there's like, do critics review shows? There's 600 shows submitted for the Emmys last year. Like, um, and then we got a bunch of reviews from like Time Magazine and New York Times, and I was very like blown away, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, so things are going very well. I feel yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we were excited too. Lacey Mosley, one yes. of your co-stars, is a, a frequent good pal, guest. frequent legend, on one this of show. the faces on Mount Zeitgang. She's incredible. Zeitmore. Yeah. yeah. My, Mount Zeitmore. Uh, <laughs> all right, Laura, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Alan Dershowitz deep dive in the New Yorker. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that different people say things different. Uh, you don't say. Yeah. Yeah. This is all, all spurred it. by a tweet that you saw. And you're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You went around the whole office and were like, tell me what this is. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you call this? Uh, we're going to talk about how Ilhan Omar is in some deep ass yeah. trouble. Wow. Uh, we have We have witnessed the face the future of politics. 
uh, we are going to introduce you to that uh, face, the person who was running against Ilhan Omar. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, whether there's trouble on the right, whether there's trouble in paradise between Trump and his uh, right-wing supporters. Uh, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, Lil Nas X defeating Mariah and Despacito uh, and Capital One going to regret those Viking commercials. I think. Where people were just raiding the shit out of yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and then people were like, oh, Capital One, shit, and all died. I don't know. What happened to the Vikings when they saw that people like Capital One? Uh, I don't it's know. No then they longer just switched raided. to Samuel L. Jackson, I think. Oh, okay. Or Jennifer Garner. Yes. And we recorded this before last night's debates, so uh, sorry, you're going to have to wait 24 hours for, for these, the hotness. These lukewarm debate takes. Lukewarm. The lukewarmest of debate takes. Well, either way, we're going to get to all of that and more. But first, Laura, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, God. Um, you know, the last uh, thing I Googled was <laughs> Hannah B. Rumors, um, Hannah B. Rumors. <laughs> from Bachelorette. Hannah B. Rumors. Bachelorette, yes, yes. I was watching Bachelorette last night, and, and she closed it. It was a pretty uneventful episode of Bachelorette. Um, you can kind of guess who's gonna win, right. um, Tyler C. But um, at the end of the episode, it suddenly got really juicy and twisty, and she was like, "I know there's a lot of rumors out there about how the show ends, but you guys have to tune in tomorrow night to see." And it's taken me months to heal from this, and I was like, "Whoa!" Whoa and so like rumors, rumors. I know, but I don't know why I want. I don't want spoilers. I just wanted to know what the theories are. Right. You know? right I was right. like, "What are people?" Um, but then I, I started to read and I was like, you know what? It's just going to ruin tomorrow night. Are so. you a frequent Bachelorette fan? I started ironically, I started it like seven years ago. My very first TV show that I ever wrote for a lot of the writers, we would go to one of the writers house and we would all sit and like put the captions on, turn the volume down and kind of just make jokes about it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then I fell in love with it and now it's no longer ironic. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Would they ever pull a fast one and have her say, I, it took me a long time to heal from this and then nothing bad happened? Yes. That's okay. the thing. Is like I also watched the UK version of Love Island. Mm -hmm. um, I watch really highbrow stuff. <laughs> right. I feel I like do. I fit right in here. Um, and uh, But uh, Love Island, I feel like, is less manipulative. So okay. you like, feel warmer and cozier toward it. But Bachelorette can be very like... She's like screaming at somebody and to show like a teaser, like Hannah B loses it. And then the next week she's just like screaming at the television or right. something. And you're right. like, what? Like, uh, you can't just do have that. her watching right. CNN yeah. during like it's a Trump like, rally. No. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like a turtle race. Yeah. You're breaking my heart. Yeah. And she's like talking to someone in traffic. And right. you're like, what are you doing? Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, they, they, do, <laughs> they do that kind of stuff. And for some reason, though, you still keep tuning in because there's moments. That are right. just to make it all worth it. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. What is something you think is overrated? You know, it's funny. I'm not on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm not on Twitter. And because I'm not on it, I'm like, it's probably not that cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and But it's been Checks years <laughs> and years and years. And there was like a window to get on it. And I and I never did. And I remember I went to like a comedy show and Sarah Silverman was talking about Twitter. And she was like, you know, it's now it's not too late to join Twitter, guys. This was like 10 years ago. Right. Um, and she was like, and you do your obligatory tweet where you're like, is anyone out there? Like tweet, tweet. You know, like you do your first tweet. Right. And I was like, I could go home and I could start Twitter and I could do that first tweet that Sarah Silverman just gave me um, but I didn't and now it's just way too late I don't know if it is do you think it's too late I mean oh I don't know if it's I don't, I don't even know if there's like a 
I don't know what you'd be missing. To even say that you're late would imply that you're missing out on something. Right, right, right. It's a very much, I don't know, like I think it's a double-edged sword to be honest. Part of the time I like laugh at a lot of the stuff I see in there. Half of the time I'm like cringing at half the shit I see on there. Yeah. And, it, you know, social media can have an effect on you where like you really, the interactions, like you'll really take on what how people are talking about something or talking to you or about things you're involved in. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy. Oh. Oh, see, this is where my uh, fucking whole Eminem monologue starts. Um, <laughs> Please freestyle rap. Yeah, um, you know, you only get one shot for that first tweet. <laughs> for that first tweet, um, yeah. Do so, not, Laura, miss your chance to blow. But yeah, I think, pardon me, I get why, it. I don't think you're missing out on anything, but if you want to participate in the hot take economy, right? then sure. So yeah. you never check Twitter then? Is I look, no, no, of course I look at it, but I'm not like out here like debating people on it or right. like constantly having an like a, a, a take on something that's on Twitter or whatever. I maybe tweet like t- three times a week. Yeah. Realistic. And then I usually just use it to interact with listeners. Yeah. 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 And like people get their news from it. Yeah. But and- I think for comedians, it's different because a lot of people like by building a following on Twitter, that helps a lot for exposure. And I get it for that purpose. Yes. That's one thing. But it yeah. helps people get writing jobs. Yeah. It helps people yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> but you have your own writing job. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine, Twitter. Right. No, oh, no. Twitter I, for I, struggling writers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not a monster. No, of course. Not. I just, I just, uh, I, but I would think that, like, insecurely every staffing season, I would be like, oh, God, like, I'm sure, going to lose sure. this job to someone with a huge Twitter following. Right, right. I got to get a Twitter following. Um, but I never did. But now on Instagram, they'll post, you know, tweets. Screencasts right, right, right. So tweets. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I get, like, the juicy, like, the yeah, good ones. Yeah, you get the good ones. The good ones. Yeah, yeah, the funny ones. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I don't have to skim through all the, like, hateful, like, you know, racist ones, which mm-hmm. is yeah. nice. That is <laughs> very <laughs> typical. Typical fair on Twitter. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? I mean, I feel like, you know, therapy, maybe. Okay. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm always surprised when people, like, still are like, no, I've never been to therapy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, should. I know. Maybe. Like, everyone, everyone should, all ages, everyone should be, like, looking yeah. inward and exploring themselves. And and I only say that because it's been so life-saving for me in so many ways. So many different forms of therapy have been so life-saving for me. But and now in this modern age, when people say like, yeah, I've never read a self-help book or I've never been to therapy, I'm like, wow, not in the judgmental way, just in a like, almost like I'm in awe of them because I wouldn't be able to like walk around, you know? Right. And I think, well, even f- figuring out access to it is the probably the, the hardest part, yes. the, the barrier to entry. Yes. And luckily, there are a lot of places that'll have like sliding scales yes. for whatever your income is to actually be able to do that yes. to participate and, yeah. and interact with a therapist. And I have friends in Florida who were like, you know, lower income and, you know, still find, they're finding it. They're finding ways to figure it out. Yeah. They're finding, yeah, it does exist out there. It's and just, yeah, start off with a self-help book. Shit. Yeah. Because that might even jar your whole shit. I mean, that's how I even realized. I'm like, oh, yeah, like this book is opening up my like introspective side. And I'm like, oh, a hundred percent. I got a lot of shit I need to dismantle. And they're so taboo, especially for men, like right. to have self-help books on your shelf is like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, you I was going to say self-help is definitely something that I have underrated. Can you give me a good self-help book? Oh my God. Oh. Um, 
I mean, uh, God. You're screwing it up, idiot, is a good one. Oh, yeah? Uh, no. <laughs> you dumb bitch. It depends. <laughs> you dumb Listen bitch. up, you dumb bitch. By I'd Deepak read Chopra. That. I mean, <laughs> Deepak Chopra is so deep. I, I'm still not. Like, I picked, I bought a couple Deepak Chopra books, and I tried to read them, and I was like, mm, that was like 10 years ago. And now I'm going back and, like, rereading, like, picking those books up mm. again. And I'm. St- I think you need to, like, learn, like, a basics, like, spiritual self-help language yeah and then you can because yeah. i tried to read power of now 10 years ago couldn't understand anything he was talking about it's like eckhart tolle yeah and then i picked it up recently and i was like oh i understand like i'm learning now yeah. what this yeah. language Pair that is. with a new world the follow-up book to uh, oh, the power of now god he's uh, with amazing. anecdotes from that but yeah i think it's uh marianne williamson return to love you could read that's a I pretty know, that's like, the second time i've heard somebody that means that not, like the universe yeah. is trying to get you to read Getting it me to it's, read a message. It. Yeah, it's a message because because i had after her performance in the debate, I was like, I was assuming that her work would be not serious, but I've heard <laughs> no, that's serious, her thing. That's her vibe, smart yeah. people say that that her book is great. So. She's amazing. I, I was really shocked that she said she was writing for president because it it seems like you have to have a certain level of like policy yeah. know how, yeah, like yeah. or like nastiness even, right? And she's so like you know she's sort of soft and exactly. into yeah. self love stuff. And if, before you do that, Jack, like Marianne Williamson does at all her live shows, uh, you should apologize to the people of color in this room uh, for the transgressions that America's committed. Okay. Oh yeah, yes, she do. really wants I everyone do. to do that. Yeah. I know. I was like, reading. I think we should. <laughs> have you seen that clip? I, yeah, she I she says that. it in her book. I oh, was yeah. listening to her book in my backyard on audio tape, and it's like up self love and you know forgiving yourself and da da da. And then it's like, and we should all apologize to people of color in this yeah. country. I was like, whoa, like it's I, a great I love way it. to like screen. <laughs> White people, because if it's if you're a white person who's like, no, what? Why would I need to? Yeah, I didn't right. do it. Then you're like, oh, okay, you're a fucking monster. I wasn't here yourself. for that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. not even that you're apologizing personally; just right. acknowledging yes. the power dynamic and the history of oppression. Yes. And you're saying, yes, that's terrible. I and know. I see you. And it's gra- it's like groundbreaking. She said that, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> funny to see the clips of it, like live, when they're like, are there any African Americans in the audience that are willing to participate? Oh my god. And they're like, they're like. Can you please stand now for all the white participants? Please embrace them if the person is willing to be touched. Right. And tell them. Like, and it was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, sister. Uh, right. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I gotta love it. Someone's out there doing that. It's amazing. All right. I will read that and report back. Yes, uh, and apologize. And I do apologize. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You'll have mad crystals on next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Okay, oh, I have a good myth, actually, that I heard in a writer's room. I don't know if I should be spreading this. This is insane. The myth is, and I don't know this to be false, it just sounds like too much work, Mm. is that Bradley Cooper has a sex device in his house that lowers him down onto his mates. What? (laughs) The best thing I've ever heard. But there was a morning discussion about this, and there was a writer who was like, I'm telling you, I know for a fact. So, like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? Yeah, it's like like an apparatus that lowers him down onto his mates, and it's something about like everything feeling less shameful if he's just like lowered. even do oh this justice. Whoa. But I, I feel like I could say on record, I know that not to be true just because like, <laughs> right. no, he doesn't, right. you know? But um, that is such a great myth. Yeah. But where did that even come from that someone goes, ah, we I should know spread for, yeah, that? Yeah, like I'm telling you he has an apparatus in his house. Um, 
That's one to of them. To be lowered down, that's kind of interesting. I'm just trying to think of how that works. Yeah, because I guess the, the idea was like, it's almost like the, the sheet, you know, like sex through a sheet thing. Like, right. you're mm-hmm. not really touching. So I think the idea is that like, just his There's penis like drops. There's like a single point of contact. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, then I feel like the, There's no other touching. Assuming he's having sex with a woman, that he would, the position, it couldn't just be, you couldn't be dro- airdropped in on, for missionary. No, it would be difficult for the woman. Yeah, yeah You'd have woman, to be some kind of yoga headstand or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a woman or a man, and the talk was that it's both sexes, the, 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 the apparatus is... Applies he's, to anyone. He's yeah. pleasing everyone with this apparatus. Right, yeah. <laughs> of course he is. Or no one. Right. <laughs> um, but the, the talk is, we talked about a lot about that. Like, how would you position yourself so yeah. that someone could just right. lower down on To airdrop a penis in <laughs> from on high. I mean, anytime sex involves diagramming, you're doing something right. Yeah. Or a yeah. release. It's yes. very sexy. Like an indemnification agreement. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, if this shit breaks and you get hydraulic fluid all over you and you're burned that's bad that's on you and just the sound of the machine feels like it would hurt right. the mood yeah she's like Bradley <laughs> the harness hit my head <laughs> and he's like you know what Mom. it was when you signed up <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's like a gas powered machine it's like <laughs> belching <laughs> <it on. laughs> he's like go to the go to the furnace get the bellows going a hundred percent it's my steampunk fuck apparatus and it's also like who built it and what did you tell them it right. was for? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there's plenty of people who are like, yeah, yeah, what you, what you want? Whatever, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Like, you want the Ethan Hunt uh, airdrop dick machine? That's actually yeah. like who builds the sex dungeons? Because I know in Hollywood, like, there's a lot yeah, of sex yeah, dungeons yeah. and who's building them and how do they advertise? There's, I have a friend who moved into a house in Louisville, Kentucky, and after like a week found a really like false room kind of thing? False yeah, door false wall. room sex <laughs> dungeon. Yeah. They're everywhere. And They're, it wasn't somebody listed? Somebody needs to write the Definite no. It was oh, wow. What? That's, that would add value. It was, I mean, oh, on the list. Right, yeah, no. Yeah, but that, he didn't, but it, it was a surprise. It's yeah. 1,800 square feet, three <laughs> plus three, <laughs> with a yeah. full on sex blimp dungeon. hanger. Yeah. Uh, but somebody <laughs> needs to write the definitive history of sex dungeons, I think. I think we gotta, gotta get it all out in the open. Yeah, yeah. I'm There's sure no our listeners know. So interesting. I bet you one of our listeners is writing that book. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. In their sex dungeon. Right. Yeah. Does it have to be a dungeon? Why does it have to be a dungeon? Well, just it's like always hidden about rooms. the just domination and yeah. shit. I think that's a good point, though. It then implies that it's like naughty, negative, bad, right? right? Like the word dungeon. Yeah. I want to reclaim the word dungeon. Yeah. Good. Or yeah. we call it like a sex closet. I mean, or dungeon something. family. Yeah, us Goody Mob and Outcast. I mean, <laughs> so, that's pretty fucking yeah. pretty that's good. A, hey, that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to guess based off that the origin is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, for sure. Solved. Um, do you think that was the that first was a sex, sex dungeon, dungeon was reference? in the varsity? But do you think the dungeon family was like a sex dungeon reference? No, I think they're just thinking of Dungeons and Dragons yeah, or something. I'm true. I'm from in Florida. I'm from a town called Clearwater, but there's like a littler town in Clearwater called Dunedin, and for some reason Dunedin became Dungeon. Uh, and so it's like welcome to the dungeon and the dungeon boys uh, and the dungeon crew and it's all based that's on fucking, it's like what's the dungeon crew like really cool. dungeon crew is fucking crazy is it like a real gang or is it like a do like private school kids it's, who had a corvette well there's no private there was no private school kids okay. in my orbit um but the dungeon crew it's like you know it's like um southern sort of rednecky uh no offense guys who like fish and like go to Dunedin brewery and like watch like metal bands any, oh, yeah. <laughs> any noodling you know what noodling um, is no. Where people fish for catfish with their arms. No. Yeah. Hillbilly hand fishing. Hillbilly Wasn't hand that a fishing. show? I think, I think so. Hillbilly yeah. hand there, fishing. There's some wild YouTube videos. That's that's more hillbilly y than the dungeon. Yo, there's does. one I was actually following it. A noodling influencer was this like woman who just 
like pulls out the fucking like 90 pound catfish. Yeah. She's like very much fits the Instagram like profile where she's like cute and wears like, you know, pink camo. Yes. And then she just like hops off the boat and is just like putting her arm in. She's like, look <laughs> at this shit I just pulled out. And like it's the guys wild. in comments like, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, I want to talk about. So Bradley Cooper, the, we've talked before on this show about how there are certain people who for whatever reason have like sexual urban legends about yeah. them. Right. Like uh, Elton John got his stomach pumped or Rod Stewart had was another pumped. one had his stomach <laughs> had so much semen in his stomach that he had to have it pumped. But Richard Gere famously. Richard Gere has one and we've always like kind of both talked about like there are certain like there's some currency that they must have that we don't quite know what it is. But Bradley Cooper definitely has that because that's not the first yeah. like weird, probably false sexual rumor that I've heard about Bradley Cooper. People are just like intrigued by the idea of Bradley Cooper yeah. having weird sex. You know yeah. what? Just let him live. If he wants to airdrop his dick, do it. Right. But 100%. As long as it's consensual, you can airdrop also, him to anyone. I like, though, that maybe this is the new semen pumped from the stomach rumor. That, right. Like, people are like, no, I actually heard that about this person. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you talking about the harness fuck? <laughs> the harness. It's not Bradley Cooper. You guys know Elton John harness like, fucks That's too. That's actually Gordon Ramsay. You know Gordon Ramsay harness fucks. Gordon Ramsay would be an amazing one. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break to ponder that. We will be right back. And we're back. And uh, we're calling this... Uh, segment things different people say different uh, the most <laughs> ineloquent way to possibly say that uh, no there was a thread uh, a couple days ago on Twitter where people say that the only uh, well actually let's show Laura the photo oh yeah 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 okay um, let me find this what do you call this I would call those glazed donut holes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You are correct. You're Thank you. uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize so. People in the comments on Twitter, uh, this is one of those uh, amazing cultural artifacts that you're missing, not being on Twitter. Uh, some people said the only proper answer is munchkins. Uh, munchkins. <laughs> other people called them timbits yeah. and beignets. Beignets I get. Right. But a beignet but feels a more specific it's different. Yeah, it's a right. little different. You got to yeah. get that at the Café du Monde, you know what I mean? Right, with And get all that powdered coffee. sugar all over your shit yeah. when you eat it, and you look like you had either did a bunch of cocaine or you have terrible dandruff. Right. <laughs> you know, well, actually, I, I also want to ask you, what do you call uh, a fizzy liquid with a lot of sugar in it? Uh, I say soda, but okay. I know about pop. D is it soda the standard in clear water? Um, It's funny. There's like a lot of people. Florida is very much like this melting pot of America, right. um, which is why I think America likes to make fun of Florida. But really, they're just making fun of themselves because Florida is just like we're just America. Um, right. It's just people from all these different states that have like ended up in Florida. So some of my friends had like, you know, kind of Midwesterner accents and their their moms did. So that's how they talked, even though they lived in Florida. And, and they, they would pop. pop and yeah. yeah, they'd call it to trash like a bin. And they had those kinds oh. of words. Oh, that's yeah. another one. We mm. were trying to think of other ones because sneakers, tennis shoes. Uh, tennies 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 uh, yeah but yeah bin and and trash can <laughs> i just like sort of like you saw this and you're like what else are we getting wrong <laughs> what else well no but i also wanted it because i hadn't noticed that like i've lived in uh columbia missouri in the last 10 years i've lived in new york and then out here and i feel like there's becoming sort of a homogenization of like 
everybody kind of dresses like they're from Brooklyn mm. and everybody kind of because the internet is sort of flattening everything out sure. so yeah. like everybody knows the same memes it's hard for knows. stuff to happen in a vacuum right anymore. so like will that get rid of things like those cultural differences where people some people say pop some people say coke some people say soda like will will everybody just start saying soda like they should Oh um, wow! No, I'm just <laughs> like they should. Uh, yeah, want, I mean, they you should. want a universal language. Yes. is what you want. Yeah, yes, well, Esperanto. This is like why I watch Love Island is because it's watching British people and their slang is so different. You said Love Island is like warmer. Is Aubrey? Yes. Is it like the British Bake Off? Great British Bake Off? Yeah, I think they're. I think they have like like different manners. I think right. they're different with each other. Yeah, and there it's, are times when like they're outraged by another man's behavior, like in a way you yes. wouldn't see in like American reality. Right. And, and there's times when two men are just like you're my you're my brother and like. I love you and they're like I love you and they hug each other and they're constantly like touching and hugging each other the men are yeah, yeah, in yeah. a beautiful way and I'm like what's and then I watched the uh, American Love Island and the contestants were very they're much more like self-aware like right. oh god it's bright in here these lights are bright oh my god right. am I being interviewed weird right. and I'm like guys be like right. British and soft yeah and- well I think that's the <laughs> a part of like this country because like we export so much entertainment that like it it enters people's brains and yeah. they're like already like I'm always living my life like I'm on a TV show as it <laughs> right. is. Right. So when I'm on one, I'm going to really fucking turn it on because I've lost my humanity. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But they have great slang on the, yeah, on the Love Island slang. show. If you, if you like aw- different words for stuff, then watch Love Island. Okay. Yeah. American men touch each other more. I think I think yes. we need to... We need more more touching. And more love okay. you. Loving. More... Yeah. yeah. Jack, I love Loving you. Loving your brothers. Yeah. Love you, you guys Miles. should kiss right now. He didn't look at me. <laughs> you see, he didn't look at me in my I, eye. I love you, Miles. Yeah. Hold the eye contact. <laughs> wow. That is, was, see, he blinked away. Marianne Williamson is, is here okay. in yeah. spirit, yes. and we are returning apologize to Apologize to love. me for slavery. <laughs> well, sla- to okay. half of me. Okay, yeah, and I then apologize that. to my other half for Japanese internment. And then apologize okay. to half of me for slavery. Okay. And then I'll apologize to you, my other half. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a push between Yikes. you and me. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, this New Yorker profile that he has been anticipating and putting out a preemptive debunking uh, for. He's been like writing op-eds in Newsmax. He's basically the one Democrat who you can find on Fox News defending everything that Trump says. He's also OJ's lawyer. And this profile just, he's also a Harvard law professor or a former Harvard law professor. And they just kind of paint this picture of a guy who is built purely to pursue fame, but he also seems to have this overall uh, trend towards being an apologist for rapists, basically. Um, so he's like defended Mike Tyson. He obviously has been a huge public defender of Trump. Uh, he was Epstein's lawyer uh, for a long time and continues to be. And he's also implicated in a bunch of the Epstein stuff. Oh, okay. And, there it is. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's kind of losing it where he's like claiming that he has all this information. And then the New Yorker writers like, you know, we fact check stuff right, right? you can't like, just tell us shit. Just, but he's like he he constantly is talking about like well i gotta win this i gotta be tried in the court of public opinion and he has like a trumpian view of the court of public opinion that he can just lie enough times and say the same thing enough times he's like nobody's ever been more innocent than me i have it's amazing that they would say this about somebody with a perfect sexual record ah! 
What the fuck? He is literally that? said that. Wow. Perfect. It gets <laughs> exactly. It got to the point that I, I just want to read this uh, sentence from the profile. At one point, Epstein reacted to Dershowitz statements in the news by emailing a friend from prison. Dershowitz is out of his mind. So Epstein is like, man, that guy's really lost it. Epstein wow. is judging him. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. It's, so. uh, yeah. And then he was on Twitter the other day, like, really self-owning himself, where people were like, check out this op-ed Alan Dershowitz wrote when he was like, the age of consent needs to be at 16 or something. Mm. And they're like, oh, really, from the guy who has, like, Accusations of uh, having sex with yeah, having age. sex with, yeah. with children. Yeah, and with then children. he's like, "Well, the, he's like the logic I was using then, and to this day stands is that if you can have an abortion at that age, then you should be able to. You, then the age of consent should also be that." Yeah, this wow. is a long-standing like quote legal opinion that he holds that uh, if somebody has gone through puberty, they should <gasps> they shouldn't be like considered a child. I was twelve when I went through puberty. Yeah, he wow. thinks that then. Really? He should have been able to date you. Well, uh, I'm well, sure. You never know. Never say never. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he seems like a pretty <laughs> cool dude. I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm sure he's very relaxed about whatever the the coming months are yeah. going to bring with this Epstein saga. So one of the uh, Epstein victims is taking him to court for defamation, and there's going to be all these like uh, documents that become public for. Uh, you know, discovery, and he keeps being like, "I can't wait! I, I, I'm, I welcome this because then the truth is going to come out." And the New Yorker looked into it, and he's been trying to get the case thrown out <laughs> the whole time that he's been saying that Jesus in public. Christ. Oh God! Um, so yeah, let let's talk though about why Ilhan Omar is in trouble. Oh man, we talked last week. Yes. About or no, that was this week maybe. I think when uh, Danielle Stella. Okay. Her challenger stepped on the scene, and we talked about her, her, um, her dedication to justice by mm. shoplifting yes. at Target, and also being a really avid QAnon believer supporter. Yeah. And but we didn't know, really know much about her except her record. Right. Um, but now we've actually heard her speak, and the content of what she says, I think, is really remarkable for a few reasons. Mostly because I've not heard someone sort of coherently put together. Um, like a, a really good uh, attack against Ilhan Omar. Right. Um, that wasn't just like recycled talking points from right wing Twitter. Um, so when you hear this, keep that in mind because. Pay <laughs> Ilhan, attention to the content. I'm, yeah. Try not to be distracted. I'm Danielle Stella, and I am representing Minnesota in the 5th Congressional District against Ilhan Omar in the upcoming 2020 election. The biggest group that I'm going to be working with is the millennials. Nobody else in my district who's considering running wants to talk to millennials. I think President Trump is doing fantastic, and I think we should all look at how great his turnout was at, the, at his Independence Day rally. What's the uh, what's the worst thing Trump has done? So far? Just what's the worst thing Trump has done? And then processing. My least favorite about President Trump. Uh, that's that's a good question. Okay, we, I, we, we get it. Um, <laughs> now, yeah. look, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to shade her for the way she speaks, but when you have these people already trying to fucking get Ilhan Omar, put her in danger with the sh the shit that they're saying out loud on yeah. places like Fox and elsewhere, like when then when I see these are the candidates that they're putting up, I don't know if this woman is going to be the actual person running against Ilhan Omar. God, um, so. It's 
I, I I don't know what I don't know I don't know where that puts me. It's it's really mind boggling. I love the felony. I love that. I love <laughs> the stealing and it, the two hundred and seventy nine items. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's we perfect. were debating. So what do you think that was? It's How a do you get... perfect amount of items. But what is two hundred? So what's two seventy nine? Like what did what were there two hundred seventy nine of? How were they? How were they small enough? to be in one shopping cart. That's what we were trying to figure right. out. Yeah, that's so good. But she only scanned yeah. like three things and then pushed the cart out. Is that what she did? Yeah, she yes. did the scan and go. Oh, yeah. like, like self-checker. Self-scan, yeah. Oh my God, I really like um, her. <laughs> yeah, well, really? you're really going to love her because then she took the fucking stage this, um, at this, this free speech rally. This made me rally. really fall in love with her. Yeah, she, she clearly went up there without, like all, her only kind of preconceived thoughts were I've seen what a political speech looks like in a movie right. once. Because, and, uh, yeah. and that was it. And maybe some, yeah, maybe, I don't know, what other MC, maybe uh, a Flavor Flav video of like yeah. a hype man on stage. Yeah. Uh, but she takes a stage and uh, just, <laughs> just here, I'm just, I don't know. Our happy stuff, tell them who you're running against. This is Danielle Stella. Does she like the other amendments? I wonder. She didn't mention any other <laughs> yeah. amendments. There are she other likes, amendments. She's like, I like the, I like these two. Ah. Yeah, I like these two. Uh... Uh, that second amendment. She sounds drunk. <laughs> I know. I'm really sad, and <laughs> so, I don't believe 9/11. Some some people did something. No, and just just not gonna let talk about our country like that. I don't think so. I'm getting mad. We get her out. She's awful. That's like what your friend says when you're when she's you're being awful. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Who the fuck are you? That's what in the next part. But yeah, uh, I yeah, we'll see. I would love to see them debate. Yeah, that I I wouldn't. Because uh, no, that would mean it would got be, too far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it would be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Th- I have a feeling this isn't going to last. But you know, knowing how Twitter like likes to just like elevate yeah. people because they're like they'll say some inflammatory shit about a yeah. person on the left. They're like, yeah, this is it. Right. Get her, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle Stella. Oh God, I want to have dinner with her. You know. I do too. Just, yeah. yeah I'm just get glad. In, get inside there. She has. She smiles a lot. She seems like a like a. Pleasant person. Like a pleasant person. Yeah, to be around. Who's just around a lot of fucking nonsense. Who's like, oh, okay, these are the takes I'm going with. Yeah, QAnon. But who knows? Maybe she's... One one of the things I'm thankful uh, for QAnon bringing into our lives. One of... I think it's the only thing that I... Reason I'm thankful for QAnon. Uh, Because it's 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 empowering people. It brought her to us. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, What's going on with... Trump and prescription prices, Miles. <laughs> it's the okay. So the the one thing that Trump has said out loud that sounded reasonable and humane was like, "We got to get prescription drug costs down." Like I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" I remember eh, when that, that happened. We were like, well, "Wait, what? Yeah. Why is?" And that, he's, but that's right. And he's been saying that he's like, "You know, we're gonna get the cost of drugs down for seniors." Right. Um. And 
I was like, okay. And he has like a plan, which isn't great, but what he's essentially trying to do is he wants to price a lot of drugs um, for people using Medicare to the prices to be basically co- comparable to what other countries are paying for them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So your insulin isn't like $300 mm-hmm. like it is here. Um, and, you know, the thing that the, he's running up against is, A, yes, he has a lot of elderly people who are his base um, who oh, would yeah. be like, yeah, like help me get my prescription drug costs down. Um, but the other side of it is he's a fucking Republican. So that means big pharma has will have a fucking opinion on every single thing he does. And even though this this plan he has only affects about 22 percent of the Medicare drug spending, um, you have groups already coming out like Grover Norquist's Americans for Tax Reform and the American Conservative Union have been like so noisy that um, they've been running all kinds of weird ads. First of all, the White House uh, had an official named Joe Grogan, not Joe Rogan, mm. uh, Joe Grogan. He addressed a bunch of these um, conservative groups. He's taller than Joe Rogan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds like Joe Rogan trying to come up with a fake name. And yes, sir, what's Joe your name? Grogan. Grogan. Yes. Yeah, it's Grogan. Um, he told that the, a lot of these conservative groups that said, like pl- shut the fuck up with all these like attacks you're trying to do because quote the president will not be outflanked on the left by on drug prices hmm. so which is weird he's like we have to be woker than the left on drug spending that's huh. gonna be a tough position to pull off man he's gonna have to be pretty flexible yeah oh, okay well because of this now you have groups like americans for tax reform running ads like this on facebook now listen to this this is an ad from right-wing interests on facebook America will never be a socialist country. Yes, Mr. President, stop socialist price controls on prescription drugs. Act now at protectmypartb.org. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Socialist price controls? So Mm. now they are basically running ads that are trying to frame this move as a socialist move. And there are other ones that um, are also even trying to frame Trump as being socialist or one ad compared him to to being a Bernie bro. (laughs) So this is where they're kind of like, they're using this book, this playbook now to be like, okay, well, I guess how do we get Trump in check by calling him a socialist? Wow. It's very interesting. I mean, this brings back to, you know, when he was running, he had a lot of economically populist messages that- if he had actually stuck to them, he could have been really like dangerous, like really could have started a movement. But uh, right, because he convinced these people who are like red meat racists to just be like, yeah, fair tax code, or like maybe my healthcare should be affordable, or right. these other, but <laughs> <laughs> you got hoodwinked. And case in point, there's another Facebook ad that says, Deadly illnesses like cancer, Alzheimer's, and heart disease are killing our family and friends. But instead of helping American companies find a cure, (gasps) swamp senators like Democrat Ron Wyden want to hit them with socialist price controls. Oh my God, that's amazing. So it's a very interesting time right now. American companies and corporations, they just don't have enough rights. They need to be on more. Thank God for Citizens United, man. (laughs) Because basically all they did was go into the Supreme Court and were like, don't I got rights? <laughs> they're like, you're right. You're right, Pfizer. You have rights. You're important. Yeah. And you should be heard. Yeah, man. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I, my guess would be that he's going to cave on this because the way his uh, political sort of, his base has become, you know, use racism to get 
the you know blue collar workers in and then with actual policy he gets like the support of like the, the you know, rich people who don't yeah. who don't admit that they're voting for him that's why uh ted cruz is asking for like an emergency tax cut for the wealthy right now is he like really? another one percent it's fucking absurd oh, no. yeah are they okay wow. <laughs> yeah exactly wow. like please let's, mm-hmm. let's get our pitchforks out <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And Old Town Road, we talked about it when it first uh, started flying up the charts with the uh, controversy over whether it was a rap song or a country song, whether it belonged on the country charts. Uh, it has now been number one on the billboard hot 100 for the 17 longest, weeks 17 weeks in a row yes uh it's overtaken mariah carey's one sweet day with boys to men wow it's unbelievable and despacito uh the bieber i'm Daddy surprised Yankee to hear song. that despacito was like i mean i know people liked it and i know that it was like it was global but mm-hmm. i didn't realize it was like record breaking well yeah i think that one proved that it's like yo this can be global, and you can dominate the charts with its global appeal. Yeah. And then Old Town Road was like, you want to see a meme blow yeah. the fuck right. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kids love it, though, too. It's ge- I don't know. I'm really excited about this, and I'm very – it's nice to see uh, Nas get his time. Uh, a little Nas X. Nas yeah, yeah, yeah. Nostradamus, okay. Yeah, not Nostradamus. Nasty Nas to Esco to Escobar. Now he is Nostradamus. That album was so bad. It's the most disappointed I've ever been. That was I Am, right? Where he's got like the pharaoh Yeah, the pharaoh garb. I jammed out to that album. I didn't know what was good or bad. I know. It had good tracks on it. I listened to it like a hundred times. but Of course. Was it the one where the... Bullet goes backwards from somebody's body, like back into the gun. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think cool. that was. Uh... But yeah, there was some. <laughs> the Till Your Bodyguards Uchi Wally verse is better than yours. Uchi Wally. But this uh, had Nas's oh like on there too. And Hate Me Now. Nas is like, oh no, that's a fantastic album. You know? That's a classic you can album. Hate me now. Okay. But I anyway. Won't stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we digress hard. <laughs> uh, but back to because I think you know it's interesting with this hit. It kind of shows you how the internet really can like democratize an industry yeah. in a way because Nas was just he was making memes before this. Yeah. And then was like, I really want to get this song to pop, and was just using social media to try and get it to catch on. Mm-hmm. And now look at where he's at. Yeah. It's so catchy and you and I understand why kids like it cuz they can understand the lyrics. They're like right. I know what a horse is. I know what a road is. Like yeah. they're you know, like they feel connected to it. I think the biggest <laughs> crossover <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Old Town Road. I, I see Wait, that. mom, what's <laughs> lean? Uh, forget forget that. Part. Shut up. <laughs> it's a crossover between country and rap, but it's also a crossover between like grown-up music and kids music. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, like a Pixar a, movie. Yeah. It's, it's like just, yeah, it's like it's it's like bringing enemies together, right? right. Like yeah. grown-ups and kids. <laughs> right, yeah, country and rap, and then like yeah, country and rap. It's great. Yeah, it's good for the world. I'm just thinking, man. I really loved One Sweet Day. I didn't realize that that was that much of a hit, but that shows you how powerful like those R&B ballads could be oh in the '90s. God, in that mm. voice. Oh, when that was the last voice. time we had like a ballad like that? Really, 
because well, we don't have right now, like, do we have like a Whitney or a Mariah where you're like, this person is almost like a freak show. Their voice is so Adele good. Adele is kind of like that. I mean, I feel like she's yeah. the closest person who yeah. would do a song like that. Yeah. Gaga and, will do like more poppy stuff. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Grande. Gaga might be able to do it, but we don't see her do it. But not a song like One Sweet Day. Like oh that's a very God. specific. Maybe. <laughs> Those notes. The bygone era, man. Was that like a live song? Was that off of a live album? The One Sweet Day? Maybe was that not. Butterfly? I think that was on Butterfly, but oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. And that I'm... was bringing two, like that was bringing boys to men at their height. Oh, together that with was the Ryan boys Terry. to men crossover. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When that you look at jam. basically whatever everything else is that held over, you know, thirteen weeks. It was Despacito and One Sweet Day were tied at sixteen weeks. Then Uptown Funk, fourteen weeks. I got a feeling it was fourteen weeks by Black Eyed Peas. Mm. We belong together. Mariah Carey, 14 oh weeks. God. God, Candle in the wind, 14 weeks. Oh, nice. The fucking Macarena. Oh, yeah, that makes wow. sense. And I'll make love to you, 14 weeks. Yes. And I will always love you, Whitney Houston, 14 weeks. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So it's it really is those love ballads. The quiet storm. Yeah. You know, the, did you guys have Joe Mama Johnson's quiet storm? No. Or was that just me? <laughs> what is it? It was like Joe Mama Johnson's Quiet Storm. Is it like an like FM rain. radio thing? Yeah, it was like, I think it was Sunday nights and it was like for horny like tweens. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's my friends and I. It was like, t shirt and my panties on, like those kinds right, of songs. Right, 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 right. And he would just, and he talked so low and he was so sexual. And I didn't, I don't know what he looks like, but I imagine he's like a human slug. <laughs> what is his name? Joe Mama <laughs> Johnson. Joe Mama Johnson. Like he sounded so hot, which makes me think he has Damn. to not be because it's radio. That sounds so much better than what I had. Which was Delilah? Did you guys have? That? Oh yeah, Delilah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just like really wholesome, talking to people about their heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. And it was oh, always... you don't want to see Joe Mama Johnson. Oh, is he? Is he not what I want him <laughs> to be? If you were a horny tween, <laughs> masturbating and you knew to that his this voice, this dude was on the other side. You would call the cops on yourself. <laughs> I need to see it. I need to see it. I need to know the truth. Oh wow! <laughs> he looks like my grandpa. He looks like a busted pastor. <laughs> he does. He looks like a broke down. He's got pastor. the five button suit on. Oh my god! But he, hey, but hey, I got horny for his voice, and I will say it here, recorded forever. Was it just super? It was just bassy as fuck. Deep and bassy, and he's like, and and to all you lovers out there, you know, and always playing like all the boys to men's, all that, but the horny songs. Right, right, era, right, right. You know, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Really as horny as you can get. Right. Yeah. I'll make love to you as opposed to it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. No, 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 no love songs. Love it's right. all fuck jams. And we would listen to them <laughs> when we were like 12. And, you know. Right. Some of my friends were sexually active then. Um, in the dark turn of events. Yeah. Because they hung out with Epstein and it's a whole right. thing. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> you did live in Florida. That's, I know. Uh, well, sometimes ugh. like if you Google Florida girls, which I do all the time. Um, yeah. Google it, alerts. There's a lot of dark headlines. Oh, and my like, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Florida Shit. as a modifier to any Google search is never going to get you the thing I think you're looking for. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I just, it's funny when that when you bring up Joe Mama Johnson, because there was a guy named Theo on the radio on when it used to be 92.3 The Beat in mm -hmm, LA. Mm -hmm. And he was like super smooth. And I was Ooh, like, oh, Theo's yeah. fucking dope. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's this black dude who like gets it. He was Asian. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And I remember being like, Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. to Theo. Representation. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like that was a, like that was a voice too, and it was pre-internet. So you had to fucking go to like a radio event to see Theo right. in person. Right. Because you couldn't just Google that shit. I right. know. How did people know stuff? I mean, I know I my generation was like pre-internet, but right. like still I don't remember knowing anything. You know how I found out? I saw his headshot at a dry cleaners <gasps> in LA. Oh. And I was like, what? I'm like, that can't be Theo. But then it had the logo for 92.3 The Beat on it. Right. And I was like, oh that's my Theo? God. That blew your mind. Yeah. Did that make you feel like, you're like, I can do anything. 
in my life. Uh, no, Tiger Woods made me feel like I could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was terrible at golf. <laughs> could not do it. I swung, but you I swung still the, glued a club to your hand. Yeah, my, and I said my dad did it. And he was like, no, this, he did it himself. Was that like, was he, was that like a groundbreaking thing for you, Tiger Woods? Because it's like seeing yourself. Yeah, like, him and Blade. Your specific mix, too, which is like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that black and Asian for sure. Yeah. But now I feel really good because I see people like Naomi Osaka yeah. and like uh, Rui, who's playing for the Wizards. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, look at us. Look at the black and E's coming up. The black yeah. and E's. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> it's funny being mixed race. It's like my race is mixed race. Right, like when right. I meet a mixed race person, I'm like, you understand They're me? Like, we are the same race. Exactly. Um, But that's, that's the only people I understand. We have trouble fitting in. Yeah. We're different. <laughs> but then we get over it through therapy and we're like, we are who we are. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I don't need someone else to approve my identity. Exactly. You read some uh, Marianne Williams. Though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get I'm your sorry. Orbs. Like I, like oh, I yeah, mentioned, thank you. I apologize. Thank you, and, and I am you sorry, love me? and I'm I do. sorry as I well. I love you. Thank you. Eye contact? <laughs> Great. Okay. Checked in. Uh, We're checked in. What do you, Little Nas X's career, I, like I don't think he's going to have a huge recording career. Like nah. I don't think he's going to have a bunch of hit songs, but I think he's going to have a career. I just don't know what it's going to be. Don't people like Panini or no? Uh, it's good. I like. I don't think the the what is it an LP technically uh, as a whole is that great uh, or EP rather. It's seven. It's seven tracks. I like three out okay. of the seven. Okay. Right. So, but I mean, hey, you're not. He's he's just starting out. He's right. just he's starting out. But it makes me think like, geez, Cardi B is kind of like incredible, you know? Oh my god. Because that was yeah, somebody yeah. where she had well, that song that everyone was talking about, and then she then released an album, and it was like this song, this song, <laughs> yeah, this song. Yeah, all this of song. them are good. It's yeah, like, Jesus. I have a feeling like he could just be a brand consultant. Right. Like, that's have, what I'm wondering. Like, <laughs> like that's what seems like his real uh, genius is in like identifying like a trend or creating a trend yeah. more yeah. than like being like through my music I'm crazy. He's like no, right. I think this will fucking get cracked. It'll be like internet. Kanye without the music or mental illness or right. the MAGA shit. Yeah, right or the MAGA. Sh- well, that that's the mental illness. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. I I, I think this kid's going places, guys. That's what. I'm Where do you predict? Ten years. Set a timer. Years. How old Reddit, is he? Set a reminder. Do we know what what his current? Ten age years. Is? He'll be twenty six. Oh my and, god, he's no. a child. No, oh no, no. I, I actually don't know. Oh, I think, okay. I think he's still a teenager, though. Oh my god. He oh my is god. Twenty. He 20. turned twenty in April. He was born oh on god. April 9th, nineteen ninety nine. I gotta get started doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing you can miss. You may have missed out on Twitter, but if you're trying to get on this old town road wave I gotta or start something like it, some kind of old town road thing. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, in ten years, thirty. Ooh, <laughs> I gotta start some sort of old town road thing. It's such a great. Just damn man, I gotta start uh, some old town road. Those are, like I feel like that's that's a pitch like an uncle would give yeah. me or something. Why don't you, you know start you one of those do. old town old town road things? Oh my god! Or that's how like kids in their like first year of business school like those are is like what we need is like an old town road right. type idea. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's what happens in this town anytime a show does well. They're yeah. like, right. you know, what we need is we need like a big little life. Florida girls. What about like yes. Nevada guys. Oh, I'd I'd watch that. Yeah, no, I'd I don't watch know if I would. Nevada, Nevada. Well, it's about hard. to come around because people just do nothing. The UK show is taking place in Vegas, and it'll be kind of oh, adjacent to that. That could be cool. Yeah. A Vegas show, I'd be down for. Yeah, where it's about like struggling EDM DJs. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, in in fucking Las Vegas. Because like, if you've seen the UK version, it's about garage music and right. pirate radio. But they're just trying to find like the analog is in Vegas with like club dancing and shit. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, I would watch that once. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about one of the all-time great Hall of Fame performances from a corporation. Uh, <laughs> Capital One released 
I guess it was like a, a press release yesterday where they announced that uh, some of their customers had been compromised. Keep in mind, this is the the brand that had the whole thing about how if you have any other card in your wallet, you are going to get uh, you know murdered by Vikings. But if you have Capital One, oh. you know the the barbarians will be stopped at the gates. No, wasn't it more oh. like they they were so like they were doing like refined things because they had Capital One. They're like they were wild and was like, but we can go to fucking you know vacation or something. Oh, I think that's how it ended. Actually, that's how. That's what because it, yeah, the Vikings didn't disappear. They just like suddenly became like tamed by. Yeah, Capital and the fun One. part is like, look at this sloppy Viking talk about his, this crudite. Right. Was that right. the Game of Thrones guy? Was he? Was he in the Viking? It? Was he that, might have. Been. Okay, because I think yeah. yeah I think was that that? Did he get a start like that? It's no. I think he was a wildling first, and then he got the Capital One commercials as a uh, Viking. I think it's him. Wow. I know he plays a Viking on a ca- on a commercial. I just don't know if it's Capital One or not. Huh? Yeah. We all need our start. It's the you know the the charming wildling that America's right. America's sweetheart wildling. But exactly. I don't know his name. But it was uh, Alec Baldwin, then Sam Jackson. Then it's been everyone. It's been everyone. But uh, all this to say. The breach has occurred. Yeah, so a breach has occurred, and they went about it in the most just, I don't know, backhanded. If you really distill it to what happened, there was a massive security breach. They were hacked, and a lot of social security numbers and bank accounts were leaked, or someone was able to access all that. And they tried to break it like it was good news. This is what the press, this is how the press release reads. Keep in mind what the, this is announcement saying, we got hacked and a bunch of sensitive information breached. And it's so wordy. It's like me getting in trouble and then coming home to my mom. Based on our analysis to date, this event affected approximately 100 million individuals in the United States and approximately 6 million in Canada. Importantly, no credit card account numbers or login credentials were compromised and over 99% of social security numbers were not compromised. (laughs) So Then it goes on. You don't need to read the rest of this. But even (laughs) in the beginning, they said... It was determined that there was an unauthorized access by an outside individual who obtained certain types of personal information relating to people who had applied for its credit. It's like you got hacked, motherfucker, and you got a bunch of information leaked. Beyond the credit card application (laughs) data, the individual also obtained portions of credit card customer data, including customer status data, et cetera. Uh, fragments of transaction date. No bank account numbers or social security numbers were compromised. Oh, thank God. Comma, other than about 140,000 social security numbers of our credit card customers, (laughs) about 80,000 linked bank account numbers of our secured credit card customers. Uh, For our Canadian credit card customers, approximately 1 million social insurance numbers were compromised in this incident. This is why it's like not good to brag, because if they hadn't bragged about (laughs) like we're the safest, then this would be fine. You'd be like, okay, you're doing your best. To say no bank account or social security numbers were compromised other than the social security card. Like what? (laughs) Other than 140,000 of you. There must be, I guess there really is an art when you're doing PR and having to do damage control on this. Like, you got to be so fucking, you know, obscure and uh, cloudy with your language. But this is, this is not art. They fucked this up. They they look like such I think it works, Well, not that it looks though. good. It's just like, what the f- It like, works right. a lot of the time just like saying to someone, like, this is what actually happened. Like, right. people right. are like, okay. See, nothing was leaked other than these things that were leaked. Right. right. And then people go, oh, Oh, but okay. nothing was leaked. Yeah, other than those things that were leaked. Okay. Right. Great. Right. Okay. Nothing was leaked. Okay. Bye. Other, other than the mil- Yeah, nothing was leaked. <laughs> Bye. What's in your wallet? Now they fucking know. Right. They're like, what's in your wallet, motherfucker? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just got um, internet scammed in a really dark way on Facebook. Um, not, not my bank account, thankfully. But on Facebook, I got a message from 
uh, someone named Pembroke Chin, who's in my family. And I had the photo of him. He looked very much like in my family on my dad's side. And a friend requested it. I accepted the request and we started chatting. Um, and I know the name and I'm like, I think he's like my great uncle or something. So we start talking and he's like, oh, I'm happy you accepted my friend request. I'm like, of course, like, da, da, da. I didn't know you were on here. He's like in his 70s. Um, and we're talking for a while. And then I randomly was talking to my dad and I was like, you know who friend requested me is, is Pembroke. And my dad was like, Pembroke? And, I, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Pembroke died, honey. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, because we've been talking. And I sent my dad a link to the guy. And he was like, no, he died in January. And I'm like, I'm talking to someone who hacked my great uncle's account. And then I went back on and the guy started, the conversation started to shift into like, have you seen this like global fund thing? And like, would you wow. want to be a contributor? And yeah, 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 yeah. So did you contribute? Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy needed money. And the guy needed money so badly that he pretended to be my dead great uncle. Oh, wow. that's fucked, man. I know, it was dark. Was he, but like beginning was like nice pleasantries Pretty as cool. if it was your uncle. Here's like, your the thing is like, this particular uncle had like a very like, you know, colorful life. There was mm-hmm. like drugs and da 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 and stuff. And so it was like a little it's it sounded a little like in hindsight they were foreign <laughs> right <laughs> they right. were clearly foreign but yeah. to me i was just like he's older he's, high. <laughs> he's an yeah. old guy he's probably high yeah, he's like been through stuff but now i really right. i'm like oh no he's this is not an american good right. day to you niece <laughs> <laughs> hope god is with you in your heart and pembroke your uncle Yo, shout yeah. out to pembroke chin though man I know. what a what a just a solid the, name. the small details that we've gotten so far. What, yeah. what an interesting dude. Yeah, he's great. Scamming from beyond the grave. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. And real quick, speaking of scams, we do want to talk about a ProPublica report that highlights a really shitty loophole that uh, some of the like richest families in Illinois are exploiting to get financial aid for their children's college tuition. It's a, it's a great scam. Yes. What you do. You get your child in their junior and senior year. You basically say, we want to grant guardianship to this other family friend or cousin. That way the chi- the minor can declare themselves financially independent, mm. which now allows them to receive federal, state, and university assistance. Right. Wow. And mm-hmm. this is some of the rich, the I mean, it's riches. In, it's in, the, you know, they're not saying the richest of the rich, but definitely like suburbs where people are not struggling by any means or by any right. stretch of the imagination. So of like they said, they found more than 40 guardianship cases fitting this profile that were filed between January of last year and June of this year um, in the Chicago suburbs of Lake County alone. And the parents involved in these cases included lawyers, a doctor, an assistant school superintendent, insurance agents, real estate agents, and, a, and the children of high-achieving scholars, athletes, and musicians who attended or have been accepted to a wide range of universities. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's... That's pretty standard for America. Like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. How you Rich get that poor people, people discount? find ways to get to never pay for shit. anything. Yeah. 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 And now they need an emergency tax cut. Right. I hope they're going to get it. Do I we, know. Do we hear I mean, look, their yet? kids, they're having to abandon their children so they can be financially independent so they can be a doctor and have to pay less or something, whatever it is. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, they're, they're, it, what's funny or what's not funny, what's lame Hilarious. about that, what's fucked up about this is like guardian guardianship petitions themselves are very like useful and can typically be the only thing that will help someone out of a really bad situation. Right. So for them to go on and do this is like just such a smack in the face. And when they, when ProPublica looked at where a lot of these kids were living and how, what their situation was, 
nearly all of them were still living at home. They mm. just legally changed who their guardian was and they were still getting their bills paid. And then what happened was like this administrator who contacted ProPublica was like, when I noticed this, like, you know, what happened was one student um, or this administrator got a call from a high school and said, I have an incoming freshman that's going to the low income student orientation. They're like, why is that? And they're like, oh, they're because of this, this and this. And the, the counselor was like, oh, that's not true. And they're like, right. what? So then they started looking into it and realizing all these weird discrepancies. And then when they would tell some of the students like, hey, you know, actually, we after reviewing your application, we're actually going to cut back some of your assistance. None of them push back. Mm. And they're like, and they're like, and that's when we knew because people who have their financial aid cut, they will come in at the very least to try and discuss it. And most people are like, oh, okay. Hmm." Wow. They were like, you caught me. So now in the interview process, they'll say, they'll be like, who pays your cell phone bill? Yeah. Like who you live with? Yeah. And they're like, cause wait, oh, but you're, and they'll just find another loophole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just paying people. Yeah. (laughs) So, but this was sort of like the beta version of the Operation Varsity Blues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Laura, it has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Thank you. It's Where been can people fun. find you? Um, oh, um, I'm on Instagram. Oh, hey. all right. Not on Twitter, but I am on Instagram. Um, and it is uh, at Laura Chin with four N's. Four N's? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of N's. Yeah. Relax. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> we get it. Uh, do you um, have a a post on Instagram, a tweet you've been enjoying. We usually share. Yes, 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 I do, I do. Oh, um, right. It's a tweet that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> hey. And it's, uh, I really related to this, and it's a girl, it's just at, it's at just every girl. She said, when my sweater slips off one shoulder, me, I'm the sexiest person in the world right now. In this moment, I'm a star. Um, I really related to that. That was like a thing growing up that it was like, oh my God, yeah. it's happened. Don't touch it. Um, <laughs> don't play don't cool, it. play Because cool. then you're like, what is it, flash dance, you know? Right. That whole yeah, vibe. Yeah. It's very- uh, The flash dance very vibe. Very sexual. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Whoa. Oh, at Miles shoot. of Gray. Um, Damn. Yeah, please follow me so I can call myself an influencer. Yeah, please. totally. I want free socks. Really <laughs> I think, but here's the thing: I think you first call yourself an influencer, then yeah, the followers will come. Yeah, I'm an influencer. <laughs> Thank you. I'm an under the influencer. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple of tweets I like. One is from Courtney Peterson at Courtnakovia. Okay, hear me out. We replace "Amen" with "That's what's up." It works for every prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um, also, another one from Sophia Alexandra at the Sophia. Yeah. Uh, there she's quote tweeting uh, someone, Raphael Bob Waxberg, who said, if you were Lisa's age when The Simpsons debuted, you are Homer's age now. And Sophia goes, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> wow, that's true. Fuck, man. Yeah, put that in I your... That's I'm the dude Homer's who makes age. BoJack Horseman, right? Huh? BoJack Horseman. Isn't that Raphael whatever? Yeah, the I dude think who, so. Who oh, pointed Ra- that out? Oh, oh yes, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Thank he you. likes bumming people out, doesn't he? Yeah, what, what the fuck? This is why I'm not on Twitter. I don't need to hear that kind of shit. Yeah, and be like, I'm fucking Homer's age. Fuck you. Homer's age. You're Homer's age, asshole. <laughs> uh, at Left at London tweeted, Man, I feel like a burden. Dun, dun. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and Phil at Phil Jameson tweeted, Joker voice. One person steals a joke, they're a joke thief. A scumbag, but a thousand people steal a joke, smacks lips. That's a meme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find That's me true. on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien, one N, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I took all the N's. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, 
good thing that I was able to find even one. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Uh, do a Mad Villain track, but a Fortet remix of a Mad Villain track. The track is Meat Grinder mm-hmm. by Mad Villain. I don't know what any of that. Okay, well that's that's when MF Doom I and Mad Lib partnered up, <laughs> okay, uh, and did an album together, collaboration album, Mad Doom, <laughs> uh, with the track accordion on it. But uh, yeah, Fortet is also another producer DJ that I really like, and it's his remix of that song. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, is Fortet like a like a jazz like people playing the stand up bass? Is that's that a, a quartet? quartet. Oh, uh, oh my god, I knew that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't graduate high Jinx. school, and Look I knew that. She's had to dunk on him right there Yikes. in his own house. Damn. On his okay. own court. But you Ow. know you know stuff. You just said a bunch of smart stuff. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I, that means I mean, you were reading computer. from a computer. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good at reading. Yes. Yeah. I do know how to do that. The Daily's, I guess, the thing is, his, the I sounds tell him phonetically how to read it. The headphones. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> Turn the page. <laughs> the oh, Daily's, my God. I guess, is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow uh, with more podcasts, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Just say ho, I'll test the yayo. Wild West style fest, y'all best to lay low. Hey bro, day glow, set the bet, pay dough before the cheddar get away. Best to get Mako. The worst hated garden perpetrated hard favors demonstrated in the perforated rod labors. In all quad flavors, large savers Still back in the game like Jack Lane. Think you know the name, don't rack your brain On a fast track to half same Either in a slow beat or that the speed Or at the cane, flatter, pain Spoon falls lit in the booth With the best host, doing ball hits